Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And you're listening to... Pimpod! This week we're having a little chat about postpartum. Neither of us really knew what this was until it hit us like a truck and it has been one of our most requested topics to discuss. So we thought that we would just get straight into it and share our experiences. Yeah. Um, so Georgia, what was what was your postpartum period like both times? Um, it's so funny reflecting <laughs> on it and it's very, I think it's almost like birth. It's very easy to kind of block it out. Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It really, yeah, kind of came out of nowhere almost with Harry. I had done absolutely no preparation for the postpartum period. Didn't really know anything about it. It was just like, you just have your baby and then that's it right I knew you kind of had a checkup at six weeks but that was it so everything else in between was a surprise I guess um I with Harry was quite emotional like had the baby blues um I would say and cried a lot I've (laughs) said that before um yeah had to like have Tomo hug me all the time his first day back at work I was just like an absolute wreck was so happy but just couldn't understand how I was meant to look after this child on my own yeah um I had had an episiotomy so I was like quite sore but tried to like do it all um I was actually talking about this with a friend the other day and I think when I was maybe three days postpartum I walked to their house which would have been nearly two k's away oh my god and yeah when I'd had an episiotomy and she was like uterus just fall out on the way well it felt like it was but I just (laughs) felt like I needed to do that I don't know why I like had seen other people doing that so I was like oh I should do it Got to their house, looked like death, and was like, I really need you to just drive me home. Aww. And the whole time whole time we were there and like in her car, I was just worried that I was gonna be bleeding all over everything. Aww. So yeah, I don't know. That was just probably pressure from myself, I think. No one else put that pressure on me. I think it was me being like, I can do it. I'll be yeah. fine. Um something that like really came out of the blue as well was the night sweat. I don't know if oh, you had those. Uh, yeah. <sighs> had no idea. Thought at first it was just like a fever every night. Yes. Yeah. I remember saying to my midwife, I was like, um, so I sweat a lot at night. <laughs> like I'm literally changing my sheets and my pajamas. Like I'm changing my pajamas throughout the night. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, that's normal. And I was like, okay, thank God. But also, what the hell? Why? Yeah. Have I, why am I only finding out about this now? And she was just like, oh, that's just part of it. Surely someone along the road would have mentioned yeah. the night sweats. Like one of those pamphlets at the hospital, like this is what to expect in the next week. Or like antenatal class, you know, I feel like that's yes. what that should be for. Yeah, that's true. So if you are pregnant at the moment and we after you have your baby, you sweat a lot, know that it's normal, mm. apparently. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's really true. 
and like yeah. it's just <laughs> at nights when you're like leaking milk and you're sweating so much and you're bleeding you're just like what has what is I'm like a leaky pipe like what has happened yeah. to my body <laughs> yeah yeah you really you really feel like a different person I think and yeah I just I almost felt like I was having like an outer body yes experience like yeah like looking you know I remember standing in the shower and you're just like you're leaking and everything's very squishy and just you're like wow like is this is this me is this happening right now that is so funny you say that I remember the moment and it was in the shower as well I just was like yeah looking at my body and because the water was warm I think I was like leaking milk yeah my tummy was really squishy and I was like this isn't my body like yeah not in like a oh where's my body it's so great but like in a no no out of body experience like who am I like what is this and I also almost think maybe the shower is like the only alone time you you get in those early days isn't it yeah that's true yeah and you kind of like straight after birth I remember having a shower with Harry I went on my own with Flo I think a nurse had to come just because I lost a bit of blood. So I was very lightheaded. But like with Harry, I just remember standing there on my own being like, did that just happen? <laughs> like, am I just now a mum? But I feel oh, God. like I'm still me. Yeah, very bizarre. So, so weird. You're right. It's because you're on your own. Suddenly you get every thought like vroom, just at once. Yeah. It's um, a ride. <laughs> it is a ride. Yeah. Um, and then my postpartum with Flo was pretty similar. I didn't really get baby blues, but um, I think because I lost a lot of blood, I just was quite dizzy and lightheaded. Right, and, yeah. But I would say better. I didn't have an episiotomy, so that was like that was better healing and, yeah, pretty – Pretty similar, knew what to expect, and obviously it had happened mm. not that long before. So I think it was, yeah, I was more prepared, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, how about you? Uh, I think very similar in that I had, like, no idea what happened after you gave birth. Like, really, really didn't have any idea when it came around to my first baby. I didn't have anything prepared for postpartum <laughs> besides like a pack of maternity pads like, like I didn't know about like nipple cream or ural or kiwi crack, like just nothing and yeah. so just wasn't prepared in the slightest and I got the pads but didn't really like didn't actually realize like how long or how much you bled or anything so found that fairly shocking and yeah, I hadn't read or heard anything about postpartum. So I think I was just like a bit in shock for the yeah. first like week as to what was happening. And um, just kept being like, is this normal? Asked my midwife, like, is this normal? I have no idea what's happening. Um, and yeah, like that out of body experience. Didn't have um, baby blues, but definitely had a bit of anxiety hmm. in those like when around the time my milk was coming in, I guess. Um just like that worry about like is he getting enough food is nappies wet enough um yeah am I going to raise him for 18 years like, <laughs> how do I make sure he's a good person <laughs> those, those all like, of the things <laughs> like that um 
and I definitely like buried my head in the sand in terms of my recovery. I think so I was just like, have to look after this baby. It's like, did not look after myself at all. Like had a tear and a yeah. me. Not once did I check it or get it checked by right. anyone. Like, yeah. I just was like, it'll be fine. We're great. We're just moving on. <laughs> like it's happened. Um, yeah. Yes, just just kind of like left it. This, Soldiered on almost, which well, is not it's not good. It's not what we should do. I think you're just you have you're just in such shock you don't know what else to do. And then yeah. with baby number two, like when I had Hector, I was like really preparing myself for it, really gearing myself up. Still didn't get anything useful going get like, you know, Ural or anything <laughs> like that. But was just like mentally prepared for it. And then it was just such a breeze. So, it's so good. I think I think it was just knowing what to expect. Yeah. Made a hu- like for me, I think that's just what I needed. Knowing what to expect. And like same thing, had an episiotomy and tears, but just left them and hoped for the best. So, and it was fine. <laughs> just hoped it would be okay. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> the other day, I was like, I still haven't, still haven't looked to check, you know. <laughs> and was see like, if it's all okay. <laughs> see if it's all okay, like years on. <laughs> Shall I? Nah, we'll just leave it. Just leave it and hope that it, hope, that it looks fine. Hope it looks fine. I'm sure it does. You know. Maybe check when you're like really done and be like, okay, what am I dealing with for the rest of my life now? Yeah, that's true. This is just, sorry, like TMI for anyone about to have a baby, but I remember watching some like reality TV show. I can't remember what it was. And someone was, um, someone had just given birth and she said, whatever you do do not look down there the day after you've given birth no joke it is just a black hole like this big (gasps) she was like it's like a big gaping black hole that you could probably fit (laughs) this is so gross probably fit your entire (laughs) fist in and I was like what the hell (laughs) oh my god you probably could I mean a a head has just come out of there what like a big gaping black hole after hearing that I was so traumatized at just like the visual image that I was like I'm just don't think I'm ever this was like pre I don't think I can ever look down there ever again and yeah. not imagine that and you haven't and I haven't looked <laughs> I'm sure my uh, physio would have told me hopefully yeah <laughs> um it's just a gaping black hole I, I mean I hope Matt would have maybe said same <laughs> Oh, God, postpartum, mm. what a dream. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how lucky are we? Yeah. We we thought that, I mean, if you're not put off now, but we thought that maybe we would just share a few tips um, that we found made our postpartum period a little bit easier and probably things that we more took into our second time round. And I'm guessing, yes. Catherine, you'll take into number three? Yeah, definitely. Cool. So the first one we thought it's pretty self-explanatory, explanatory, but um, like actually a bit sad. Probably how common it's that we don't do this, but it's actually just looking after yourself. So mm. try and rest as much as you can in those first few days. It's really important that you drink well, eat well, and the famous saying goes: "Sleep when the baby <laughs> sleeps." But that's so true in those early days and um yeah you know in those early days you're not going to be getting a lot of sleep overnight potentially so it is really important to nap during the day when you can and 
Sarah from Retachment, actually, she touched on this. I think, you know, making sure you're eating really nourishing food. Mm. And if you can, like, we kind of will talk about it um, in a bit. But try prep all that stuff before you actually go into labor so that you it's all there, all ready to go. Mm. I mean, hopefully you've got people that will be cooking for you in those yeah. early, early stages. So, yeah. Try drink mm. lots of water. If you're breastfeeding, you will want to drink a lot of water anyway oh yeah definitely and I think as well like especially when your partner goes back to work I don't know about you Georgia but I would so often like skip lunch or whatever because you know I was nap trapped or something but it's but it's so important to make sure you do you know force yourself to sit down and just have lunch like the baby can wait for 10 minutes hopefully longer or you know pop them in the wrap because yeah absolutely and try have little things like wee quiches or just things that you can grab and eat with one hand if you need to I reckon for those once Tommy went back to work I think I just had toast every day for lunch if anything because it was like okay that's easy to grab with one hand yeah yeah and then with toddlers it was like I'll just eat your leftovers oh yes um and I think the sleep when babies sleep is so annoying to hear and with your first one you I feel like you just don't. And then with your second one, every minute's precious, isn't it? Yeah. That you are, oh, you just, you just have to. And like people can wait. Your baby's still going to be able to be visited and is still going to be super duper cute in a couple of weeks when you're a bit they'll more probably rested. Be, they'll probably be cuter. True. They will be cuter in a couple <laughs> of weeks. Just sleep. Don't see anyone. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. And even if it's, not sleeping if it's just lying down and getting your feet up because obviously you're tired but your body actually needs that time to recover as well don't go out for a big walk straight after just just don't do it you don't need to prove yourself to anybody I've definitely learned that definitely not actually fresh air is so nice for looking after yourself isn't it sitting in the garden or yeah 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 Yeah, it's easy to feel really trapped in your home those first couple of weeks (sighs) isn't it so the next one is organize your postpartum essentials. So just a few that we chuck together that we'd say probably were essentials. Number one, comfy undies. Um, yeah, get them like three sizes bigger than normal. Yeah, like really big comfy undies. Yeah. Um, like I, someone said to me that Kmart do amazing ones for like post-section. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I reckon those are great, like, whether you've had a section or not, you know, just comfortable undies are amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Um, So I'd say that's definitely an essential. Comfy PJs with easy boob access. Yeah. Um, Like, I just lived in PJs for, like, three years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, like a nice dressing gown. Yes, like a really nice dressing gown. Christmas is coming up. If definitely add extra comfy PJs onto there. Yeah, and you, like, with the night sweats, you're going to get through so many. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, um, big maternity pads and a great tip my midwife gave me, which said especially if you've had stitches, you want to get down to smaller pads sooner rather than later. Yeah, just, just so they don't irritate um, the stitches. So I think that was quite good advice. Like get the big ones but don't obviously buy like a month supply of extra the big maternity ones. ones yeah yeah just I think buyers needed um with Harry I used pads and then with Flo I actually used nappies for the first maybe three days and I uh, 
definitely recommend that. That really? was what? Oh, what are they? It was just adult nappies, and that was a game changer. It was oh. so great because there was no like pad accidentally sticking to your leg or sticking to your stitches. It was just literally nappies. Oh my goodness! Really great because straight after birth you have like no bladder control. So there was a few times where I was like, oh, I'm definitely weeing, but I have a nappy on, so it's okay. And then you can just change your nappy. So that was really great. So I probably wore those for, yeah, the first three or four days and then didn't even, I think I went through maybe half a pack or not even half a pack of the big actual maternity pads. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think Marley gave me that tip actually, and I would a hundred percent recommend the nappies where do you get those from uh i think i just got them from the warehouse oh i don't know i had not even heard of those that's a great idea i was definitely recommend wondering about um i saw that is it moddy body do um like maternity period pants yeah, I've heard you just have to be really careful with that, especially in like the first week because you need to see like the color of the blood and yeah, clots true. and things. Whereas I think it's quite hard to see um, in maternity, yeah. uh, sorry, like period undies. But don't quote me, but that's probably just something to that's check with point. your midwife. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're a good option for like l- later on when it gets a bit lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next one is spray. Like yeah. a, um, I haven't actually used this, have you? No, I didn't either, to be honest. But I know Viva La Volva have some great sprays. Yeah, and, and Marley swore by it, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, I just, yeah, I never actually used them. I think, is it Witch Hazel? Yes. Um, And like, I know people make padsicles and things like yeah. that. Um, I mean, I'd say don't stress if you haven't made yeah. these things. Because we've obviously both survived without them. But then people have used them and said they're amazing. So maybe it's just yeah. like a, if you have time when you're maybe have started your mat leave, bef- you know, before baby comes and you fancy it, then great. Something to make it a bit easier. Yeah. I, at um, the hospital after flow, I got given like an ice pack to put um down there and that was really nice actually I didn't have that with Harry I was I think with Harry I was almost too nervous because I had the stitches I didn't want anything yeah to like irritate those whereas with Flo because I didn't have any stitches it was fine that was a good one and it didn't get like suctioned up the black curl <laughs> <laughs> I mean who knows <laughs> um the the next one is nipple cream or like silverette cups yeah because um, you like your nipples take a beating in those first like three days five days month yeah. you know whatever yeah. it is um yeah. so that's a really good one and we had like you should go back and listen to our episode with um kate from um, little bird lactation because she was actually saying she wouldn't recommend the nipple cream because it's just a bit harder mm. for baby to latch and she does really recommend the silver cups but I reckon it's just whatever your budget allows yeah. and whatever you have access totally. to yeah yeah next one water 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 mm-hmm. water it will help with everything like I think I was told it'll make your it'll make it you know a lot more pleasant wing because it's not as acidic it obviously helps with 
pooing because yeah. you know it's a bit softer and like breastfeeding I don't think I've ever wanted to drink so much in my whole entire life yeah than that first week breastfeeding <gasps> it's like you cannot get enough water in can you? you yeah you just cannot get enough water in. it's it's ridiculous just water like make sure you're drinking lots of it bring a water bottle to the hospital with you so you're not just relying on like the little cups of water yeah um, treat yourself to a nice new drink bottle um and then the last two on here are ural and kiwi crush fairly Must self-explanatory <laughs> i think they just give those to you at the hospital but probably helpful to have at home as well yeah it's so funny i remember after harry my sister actually said she was like um like how was the first poo she has she hadn't had a baby she was just like i'm just really interested to know how it was but i don't know about you but i think it was like the thought of it that i was really nervous about but with having some carry crush and things it was fine yeah totally I, it was it, i agree it was the nerves because you're thinking oh my god am i gonna pop stitches or like i have no yeah. idea but yeah, it was it was definitely fine. I think just yeah, making sure you drink loads of water and yeah, kiwi crush whatever is so and probably essential. like in the weeks following as well because I think that's when it can almost become difficult. Mm. So make sure you stay on top of that, especially if you are having to take iron tablets or anything <gasps> like that. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that just yeah, and doing your first wee in the shower that really helps. Oh yes, I remember you telling me that that was that was key. Yes, and it's the hospital shower, so it gets cleaned all the time, guys. Yeah, you know, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> we hope it's it going to be blood and God knows what else. Yeah, there, so exactly. Um, just we in the shower, it's a lot better. Yeah. So I think those are probably. Do you have any more like essentials? I can't for items that you should have. I don't think so. I think that covers it all. To be honest, yeah, pretty minimal, comfy pants, pads, water, kiwi yeah. brush. You know. Yeah easy yeah um we've already touched on this tip but yeah try and prep some meals and snacks before the baby arrives and then chuck them in the freezer so yeah meals that you can pull out Mm. and I reckon like I found it wasn't we didn't need them in those first couple of weeks it was the weeks to follow so once Tomo had gone back to work once people stopped dropping off meals and our mums had gone home and yeah I agree that was yeah, when it was at 5.30 and I thought, oh my gosh, I haven't even had a chance to think about dinner. I'll just pull out one of the meals that I've got yeah. in the freezer. And yeah, trying to have things for your lunch. I like made some pumpkin soup and froze them in muffin tins. So then it was just, ah. I could just pull out like one serving at a time, which That's was really great helpful. Idea. Gosh, a chest. If you're going to invest in anything before having a baby, it shouldn't be like a fancy pram or you know it should be a chest freezer for sure yeah (laughs) shouldn't it (laughs) totally yeah chest freezer for your garage like we yeah ours is was is full all the time especially when you're then doing um like weaning for baby oh yes full of those bloody ice like cubes of pumpkin and kumara and stuff isn't it oh i still find ice cubes of pumpkin and apple at the bottom of those freezer Tom yes. like, do we do we need this can I throw this out now <laughs> and then the odd <laughs> breast milk one as well <laughs> yeah yep yep um I something I made which loved for lunches was um I saw a recipe online for like homemade sausage rolls and oh, yeah then also um 
so just with like puff pastry they're really nice it was with like onion and apple and things like that and pork mints and then also um like phyllo pastry rolls with roasted veggies in oh, which was it's really a really good, good idea and i made like maybe 12 of each when i was pregnant it was the, the yeah the phyllo re- pastry veggie ones were lovely it was like yeah, roasted kumara and pumpkin and oh it's just delicious some spices and things and then I'd just put leave one out in the morning and heat it up for lunch because then I knew it was, it was like, such a good idea and it was easy and a bit of a treat isn't it like a sausage roll yeah yeah, yeah. and then if you've got a toddler they'll hopefully also eat that this is a huge one which um my midwife recommended and I would, I could not recommend more to people. I think it's my number one postpartum tip. And that is book yourself in to see a postpartum pelvic floor physio at six weeks. It is not a con. It is a hundred percent worth it. It is, it is quite a big expense. I think mine was like $200 for the first session. Um, So I'd say that's something you should budget in. I've also heard quite a few friends say to me recently that they've, like gone in with a few other people and got people vouchers for baby that's showers. That's amazing. That's yeah. such a great idea. That and sleep consultants. Yeah. Um, but ah, oh, postpartum physio was just was just so so great. I went to Freedom in Christchurch, but I think any that you get recommended. Um, yeah. And yeah, what about you? Did you do it? Yeah, I just so strongly feel like that's a non-negotiable, to be honest. And I know it is expensive, but I think if you're pregnant, start putting money aside now for it. It's just so important that you go and get checked. And my midwife, we have the same midwife, and I remember her saying, you might actually feel okay now, Yeah, but if you don't get checked, you don't know what's happening. happening. They did a full internal exam and... It was completely fine. They're obviously very good at their jobs. And, you know, she said, if you don't get – sorry, if you think you're fine now, you might be, but it's in the five, ten years to come that you then might have start having issues. So, yeah, I just – yeah, I'm the same as you. Cannot recommend it enough. I just think it is so important, and it's such a shame that it's not funded. But, yeah, I just think you just have to do it. Yeah, 100%. We obviously feel extremely passionate about this. Yes, I yeah, I do. I think because when I went to mine, she was like, yep, yeah, great, you're fine now. Based on how it's looking and the damage there and et cetera, she said, you know, when you hit menopause, it could be a real issue. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's good to know things I can be doing before then. Sorry, Hector's very passionately, feels so passionately about <laughs> pelvic floor physios. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault I had to go to one but <laughs> yeah you did this to mum <laughs> um but even on the expense side of things when I had Hugh and had a um like a forceps delivery um I think I can't remember I complete blur but some medical professional came to me in the hospital and said like you had a baby that was you know over four kilos and it was a forceps delivery so you are we'd highly recommend you being referred to the the hospital physio service. Okay. Um, so I was just like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. And they said, you just need your midwife to give you a referral. And it has to be before – you have to have the referral put in before six weeks because that's when yeah. your, like, postpartum funding stops. Yes, yeah. Um, and 
they gave me a couple of things to say. Don't know if I want to repeat this, but they just said, you know, you have to say like, you know, it's it's affecting my daily life for whatever reason, or it's, oh, you know, I am just feeling really worried about it, or, you know, say you've got like leaking or something. And then I got the referral um, to go to the DHB one. And, oh my gosh, that was amazing as well. Like oh, I saw, that's really good. Yeah, I know people, there's really mixed res- res- like reviews because it's such a stretch service. But um, first time around, there was quite a lot of scarring. And they, I saw them every month for the first seven, eight months of Hughes. Wow. Of Hughes and in the first, like it was even more so at the start. And... Um, Oh, it was just, it was purely like scar tissue, like massage and sorting that out completely without exaggerating. I do think it was quite life changing for me at that point. Yeah. Just yep. with pain and meaning that I wasn't having to be on ibuprofen, which obviously has other issues and things. So that was incredible. And then it was, so that wasn't a pelvic floor physio potentially, I don't know, but you can get referred to the public service if it's before six weeks. Yeah, worth asking if you feel like there's something not quite right. It's definitely worth chatting to a midwife about. Mm. I think especially if you've had an assist, like a forceps delivery, they really recommend it. Yeah, yeah. So find your – oh, and book them early. Like I think I had to book mine week two to get an appointment for week six. Yeah, they book up really early. Even do it before you've had baby so that you know that it's booked in and – I think for me, it was like the first time I left Harry, I left him with my mum and it was like the first time I'd left him, but you can also take your babies with you. Yes. It's completely fine. I think I took Flo from my second one, but yeah, book it in and then it's just, you just know you have to go. Um, The next tip we have, which we've actually spoken about before in another episode is setting up a feeding station in your main room, so your lounge or wherever and perhaps your bedroom with plenty of water and snacks so Mm. yeah in those early days it's very easy to get stuck feeding and then maybe nap trapped in one spot so yeah try have a place where it's for you so you've got your water snacks maybe lip balm because your lips are incredibly dry in those early days yeah um what else like if you're in the lounge, make sure that's where you keep the TV remote because there's nothing worse than being trapped and the remote's just out of reach. Totally. Yeah, I'd say, um, like I'd say I'm thinking of the one I had on my bedside table with like my water bottle always full, like your nipple cream or balm, yeah, lip balm, snacks. I remember in the first couple of weeks getting so hungry in the night, you know, for those long oh, feeds. so hungry. Yeah, and like making sure then, you know, healthy snacks whatever and yeah like um, a homemade muesli bar or bliss balls or something yum yeah I think that it just makes life easier really and get someone else to set it up before you jump into bed say to your partner or whoever's there hey can you make sure my water bottle's full and I've got a fresh muesli bar or yeah yeah that's a good yeah and then that's you know for if you're if you are breastfeeding that then you know it gives the dad or whoever your partner a job Mm. to do Mm. They like to feel useful in those early days, so that's a job for them. Yeah, definitely. And especially, like, it was funny hearing them on the dad's episode. It's so true that they are, especially if you're breastfeeding, like, they do feel a bit helpless. And yeah. actually, they just need to be there to support you rather yeah. than baby, don't they? Totally, yes. Yeah. 
be a total diva and you know just <laughs> take them it. for a ride <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you deserve it yeah i'd need a shoulder massage at 3 a.m yeah <laughs> the baby doesn't need anything i do <laughs> yeah okay tip number seven is accept help if you know that you are someone who will always be like no no i'm all good oh that's so kind of you thanks very much just you need to if especially if you have older kids i think you you just have to accept the help if someone offers to take your toddler to the playground even if you feel so guilty because you think oh they're gonna think i'm you know fobbing them off onto someone else and all of those feelings they have they'll probably have a much better time than if they were stuck at home with you and baby feeding on the sofa yeah they will not give a shit if someone else is taking them to the playground and you're not there they will yeah you you definitely need to do that I did not do that and I that's I feel silly for not doing it to be honest because people people just want to help and people want to feel helpful mm. and when you have an older child I think they're like oh that's something I can help with mm. and if you because I think it was really the mum guilt for me that I didn't want you to feel like I was yeah like pulling him off onto someone else we have we had a really really lovely um neighbor who came and helped me a lot with when I had Hector and she would just come around in the afternoon and play with you in the house so I was still it's there so too nice. but could go for a nap and would just like yeah it was just so nice having the, her there at the house so that Hugh didn't feel like I'd abandoned him but someone was entertaining yeah. him yeah that yeah I had a friend that would often pop round she's a teacher so she'd pop round in school holidays especially and yeah it was just just being those extra pair of hands that when you've got two kids and you know we also had the kids close together so when you've got um the yeah when you've got the you don't have enough hands for the amount of kids you have basically yes yeah if someone's offering help I think it's important to accept that yeah you know it's I think bear in mind that for that person, oh, it's such a ridiculously kind gesture, but for them, it probably really doesn't feel like that big a deal. Whereas for yeah. you, it is, it could be the thing that stops you tipping over the edge that day. Yeah, totally. Um, so definitely take it. And again, I felt really guilty when people offered to come around, like fold my laundry and things like that. So never, never took anyone up on the offer of that, but definitely just being in the house and, helping to entertain or helping with dinner and things like that was so great yeah yeah and the next one we have is making sure you leave yourself plenty of time to leave the house in those first few weeks um yeah it can sometimes feel like it might take an hour to get everything you need for you and your baby as well as feeding and changing and I swear every time you're just about to leave they do a poo yeah and it goes everywhere or they need a feed um, and I think just don't, don't stress if you're late. I just, mm. yeah. If you've got meeting someone for coffee or just say to them, Hey, I'm going to meet you for coffee. Can I let you know when I'm on the way rather than actually picking a specific time, just yeah. say, I'll message you and I'll be 10 minutes away or something like that. Yeah. Or go to someone's house. So it doesn't, like they're if they're flexible with timings I think you just want to try and remove any of that pressure on yourself yeah don't worry if you're late don't worry if you've had to stop for a feed on the way or yeah um people will understand this is such a I don't know it's like you know it's 
I was about to say specific time, but it's, it is just such like a, it's a time you're not going to have again. Yeah. People understand. I think as well, maybe the first time you go somewhere, go out, have someone else with you. And even if they don't really help, but they're just there in case you need it. I remember um, the first time I took Harry out on my own and I got, it was like to get his ears retested because he failed the first time. And I got there and I realized I didn't know how to get his capsule out of the car because I just hadn't done it. I, I think Tomo had always done it. So I was in this hospital car park thinking, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I don't know how to get my child out of the car. I had to ring Tomo and I was like, um, how do I get the capsule out? Luckily, someone, because it was COVID, we had to like wait outside anyway. So someone saw that I was struggling and was like, oh, would you like me to help you? Uh, and that could have been a really so stressful nice. yeah. time, but I was like, I'm just going to laugh at myself because this is just, this is funny. But I bet there's been so many other people that have done it before me. Oh, those things you need like a degree to be able to use, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'd say as well, <laughs> I wasn't so much a fan of like outdoor, out, you know, cafe coffee dates in those first few weeks, but love just going to somebody's house. Yeah. Because um, then you could just like relax on their sofa. It didn't matter if you need to change a nap, you could do it on the floor, you know. Yeah. And someone else had their... maybe already been like had a baby. So yes. they, you knew they just got it. Yeah, baby could like nap on the sofa next to you in your arms. It was Yeah. But you got some like time with a friend to catch up. Like I was so reliant on those like hanging yeah. out with friends in that time. And I think a, a change of scenery is really nice. Like it's easy to always have people coming to your house and that's lovely. But it is really nice to have a change of scenery oh, in those early days. You spend yeah. so much time in your own home. Yeah. So when you do feel comfortable to go to someone's someone else's house, pick pick a friend that you're super comfortable with. And it doesn't yeah. matter if baby cries or if you just after ten minutes think, I just have to go home and they you know that they'll get it, then that's okay. Yeah, I but, completely um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, mum friends are great at those times. Oh, they are. Yeah. They really are. This, we're getting to the end, guys. Don't worry. Stay with us. <laughs> Two more. Number nine, make sure you chat to your partner, midwife, friend, whoever you really trust about your feelings and how you're feeling. Um, yeah. Like we've we talked about, we've talked about this with other guests before, but, you know, I think it really, really helps just to say to that person, you know, cried a lot today or I'm feeling a bit anxious about this or definitely feeling a bit off and a bit nervous just I really think it helps so much to say it out loud and um whoever that person is I'm sure they'll be so supportive and I just feel like it's you know problem shared as a problem halved oh totally and then also it can just be reassurance that it's normal oh totally yeah yeah like especially if you say it to your midwife I guarantee they'll turn around and be like gosh I'm amazed you've only cried once today <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah so it's so so nice to hear and similarly um like when we chatted with Caitlin about postpartum depression anxiety she said that's a really great point for those people to maybe recognize if something's a bit off and if you do need further help and support yeah so um 
I th- just talk about it. Like no one's going to mm. think you love your baby any less or that you're not a good enough mum. Just even if it's something really tidy, tiny, like I'm feeling a bit stressed about how tired I am, please tell somebody. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing in those early days, it is little things that, and they do feel really big. And it, at that moment in time, they are a big thing. So it's really important to to talk to someone about it and, um, or talk and talk to a couple of people about it. Talk to your partner and a midwife. I think that's yeah. really important. Um, the last one that we have is try not to feel obliged to do anything. So <laughs> don't feel obliged to have people round at your house and put on the baby parade because you just that time is really sacred and you actually yeah like you said Catherine you can't get it back and I know you know it's easy to want to show want to show off your baby and I found it really really hard with Harry to say no to people yeah and people would say oh can we quickly pop over after work and I'd think okay and you know they'd be there for a even an hour or a couple of hours and the whole time you just kind of be thinking I'm loving seeing you but I just I'm really tired and I my baby's getting overtired and I just I just want to be by myself and I think Mm. especially those first couple of weeks just say no yeah you don't have to have anyone over it's so precious you are trying to get to know your baby your partner's trying to get to know your baby um and then with Flo, when I did have people over, I just, I never got her out of bed for them. Yes, agreed. And yeah. That was something with Harry. I really felt like I needed to show him off. Whereas mm. with Flo, I was like, oh, she's in bed. Sorry. You'll just have to see her next time. But you've got me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm here and Harry's here. So you can play with him if you want. Yeah, I'm going for a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think something Sarah said was, like those early days, it should be staff, not visitors. And I ju- that is just so true. Yeah, agreed. And it's so hard. Like I totally did the baby parade thing with Hugh because I really, I did really, really want to. And so that is totally okay if that's what you want to do. Yeah, um, yeah. But you just don't feel obliged that you have to. And if you know certain people who I knew were coming over, like who maybe weren't the closest of friends, I was like, oh, I feel I really don't want to feed in front of them. Or I, yeah, not. I think just because I was still trying to find my feet and it was a bit messy and find how your boobs work. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, just give yourself permission to excuse yourself and then you know go for a nap if you want to. Yeah. I think just don't feel obliged to entertain if you really don't want to. Yeah, something that I started doing was I would say. Yes, like come over, we're free between 9 and 10. So I would put like an end time on it rather than just saying, yeah, come over at 9. Because, you know, and often when people come over, it was lovely and you would be chatting for ages. Then all of a sudden you'd be like, shit, I needed to get that baby back down, like fed and back to bed. Now I've missed that and they're overtired. And even though it was lovely, I think, yeah, if you can just say – these like come between these times and then even if you just have to say we've got someone else coming or I've got to have a nap or whatever I think yeah don't be afraid to say it and often especially people that if they haven't had a baby they actually they just don't know and like gosh I was guilty of that before having kids I probably did it to you Catherine like went round to your house and overstayed my welcome and was just you definitely did it <laughs> you definitely did it Came round and, God, you would, like, have cooked me lunch. Isn't that so terrible? That's so embarrassing that that 
I did that. <laughs> it would have been a frozen frozen meal. I wouldn't stress. <gasps> oh gosh. I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? But you just you just don't know until you have actually had kids. So don't be afraid to tell people because that's the thing. They actually don't know. I was also terrible at not really understanding and going and spending way too long at people's houses and wanting to hold the baby. People just don't know. No, no. You don't know until you've been there and then you're like, wow. God, I, I was, was a dick. <laughs> yeah, I was a dick. It's like when you, after you've had babies and you think back of all the like presents you used to give when a baby was born and you're like, oh, none of that was useful at all no (laughs) no my sister said to me recently because my sister doesn't have any kids yet and she said oh I don't know what to get my friend to bring around she's just had a baby and I was like bring her like cook her a meal and bring her some really nice snacks and she texted me was like oh my gosh my friend was so grateful she said it's the best thing anyone had brought over yeah (laughs) it is food it is oh my gosh it really is yep the baby gets enough presents Yep. It's things for mama. So, so true. Um, Mm. So we just want to finish then with, Georgia, what was your, what was one thing you couldn't live without postpartum? Silverettes, hands down, I think. After what happened with Harry and then just being so nervous about breastfeeding, they were just a lifesaver for me. And, uh, yeah, complete game changer, I think. So, and the nappies, like, yeah. Sorry, yeah. two things. God. What was yours, Catherine? Well, I'm just about to say, I think I'll now, on your recommendation, get both of those for next yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, like, I feel like I didn't really use much, if I'm honest, postpartum. I would just say the greatest thing for me was, like, support and help from, yeah. from friends and, yeah, and partner. A hundred percent. That was uh, the one thing I, I would not have survived without yeah is all the lovely people who drop round food amazing yeah yeah well, now definitely. i feel shit that i didn't say that oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you did drop round food for me both times yeah. georgia so you can feel and you did the that. same for me too so <laughs> um oh. yeah i think that's probably it it's such a it's just such a unique time so oh, make the most of it yeah. yeah, you blink and it's done and then you think, wow, how the hell did I get through that? Similarly, you're like, am I still postpartum? Is this still acceptable a year on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. You're always postpartum. You're postpartum until they leave home. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, we hope that that was useful. Let us know um, if you want some more episodes like this. And yes. we can get them out to you yep enjoy thanks so much for listening we hope you enjoyed that episode um if you did you would really appreciate it if you could like or subscribe um, wherever you listen and you can also find us on instagram at parentpod.nz uh, we hope you have a great week see you next week bye